Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome back here to another episode of myself and Corey Cameron doing our Walking Dead Season 11 reviews. We are on Season 11, Episode 4, and man, this episode was something. It, it uh, I'm not sure if it's my favorite episode of the season so far, but it definitely stuck out to me because we got some follow-up from some angles that were set up last season with Leah and we got the introduction of Pope, which is a pretty sinister-looking villain. So, as always, I'm here with my Any Given Schmode co-host, Corey Cameron. How are you doing today, and what did you think of this episode overall? I'm doing great. Uh, I, I'm i on, on a toss-up about this episode. Um, okay. I It's it's middle of the pack for me uh, for this season uh, so far. I still think last week's episode is... Uh, a little bit better, even uh, episode two as well. Um, for the moment, um, we we'll kind of see how it kind of plays out. Uh, I, I, not to say that I didn't like it because I, I did like this episode, but I just, I think the other two uh, were a little bit stronger for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of to seeing uh, a a returning character who's only seen once before uh, in Leah. Uh, and a new villain uh, and and Pope uh, and getting to a little bit, know a little bit more about the Reapers was was good at this kind of time in the season uh, because we don't we didn't really know who they were beforehand. Uh, but uh, this episode is still kind of kind of middle of the pack for me uh, as far as the episodes for this season go. Yeah, I can certainly see that. You know, it's definitely one of those sort of. I would call establishing episodes where it's not Mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff goes down, but it's sort of setting up what's to come. We got the introduction of, you know, this new pretty uh, evil sort of villain. I don't know if uh, he quite, you know, we'll we'll see how they establish him, but I don't know if he's quite going. It's tough to follow up Alpha, you know, and it's tough to also follow up Negan. And Alpha definitely seemed like a step up from Negan, but I don't know if this guy is really like quite on their level, you know, in terms of villain. Uh, He's somebody that was not in the comics. So brand new sort of introduction for the show. And uh, we'll kind of see how it goes. But I definitely get that. Uh, This episode overall, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say it wasn't maybe as good as some of the other episodes that we've got this season. But I'm definitely interested to see where they go with these sort of characters in this new group that with the, the Reapers. Um. So we start things off, you know, uh, Dog and Daryl escaped the sort of massacre from the beginning of the last episode, and they sort of end up getting captured by this group. And this group, as it sort of turns out and is established early on, were sort of an army uh, mercenary group that fought in Afghanistan war. And 
Um, they so they definitely have some of those tactics that were maybe used in the you know early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, and you see it in full effect here. Totally torturing Daryl, waterboarding him for information, trying to get him to admit who his group is and that he's a part of them. And Daryl, being the 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 sort of hard ass that he is, doesn't really give them the full picture. Uh, he's still trying to stick with the story that, you know, he's not part of the group, that he just sort of helped them out do this run when obviously, of course, he's, you know, con been connected with Maggie and and uh, Negan and everybody for, for a while here now. But the other interesting thing to note was that there's a prisoner that's sort of across the, the way from him. And my first instinct was that he's a, he was like a plant. He was put there by the Reapers to try to <laughs> pretend that he's a prisoner and get information. We've seen that in some TV and movies, but uh, I think this was just another sort of rando from the group that they caught uh, and were sort of trying to get. And he's like, oh, what? You know, because the first thing he asks is like, what happened to the others? You know, he doesn't say what happened to Maggie or what happened to Negan or anything. He says, what happened to the others? And he's right. like, uh, I don't know about this guy. So some interesting stuff there. And I, I definitely... Uh, it was intense, but I, I, I like the element of the waterboarding and sort of the fact that this was a group that fought and did some pretty horrible things in the in the early, you know, in the, the Gulf War, the second Gulf War there that we had. And then the shit hit the fan and the zombies came came about. And so they've had been having to deal with that. And it's like, how does a mercenary group, you know, not necessarily the army or the Marines or anything, but these hired guns. How do they react and survive in a zombie apocalypse? So some very interesting themes in the first, you know, sort of part of this episode. And um, so at least that element I sort of liked about it. But uh, what do you think uh, sort of about that sort of those sort of things that they explored in this episode, Corey? Yeah, it's a it's a new type of group that the the writers are exploring here because we we haven't seen the military type as much in this show uh, we've seen Abraham is kind of was, was kind of militaristic uh, in a sense, but we haven't seen too many military types uh, in this show and how uh, that sort of background has dealt with this, uh, the post apocalyptic, post apocalyptic uh, scene uh, and 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 the the Walker zombie type type of uh, setting. So uh, I do I do like that uh, in a sense, uh, and how how they're going to explore that uh, and and things and things of that nature. Uh, but uh, using the different tactics, and we talked about this last week as um, doing what you need to do to survive, and this is how they are surviving as a group uh, and putting to use what they've been trained to do and trained to taught or trained to uh, uh, survive and live uh, out because uh, you get mercenaries just get put out in the field uh, and in a war zone or the battlefield uh, and they, they have to adapt and they're, they're natural at adapting. And this is how they've done it in the past umpteen years since, since the fall. So right. it's it it's uh, interesting to explore uh, that for for this kind of final season uh, of The Walking Dead. Yeah, definitely. We're sort of getting that militaristic vibe, 
with both this group and then differently with the Commonwealth as well. Yeah, that's a you good know? point. And, and it's, there's an, an interesting um, reflection there, I guess, about what society has sort of become now, uh, you know, 10 years or however long it's been into this post-apocalyptic world. But um, yeah, the, the other thing to note here was at the very beginning of this episode, it is, you know, Daryl sort of chasing after Dog and there's a point where dog is sort of seemingly captured by one of the reapers. Right. <laughs> but he, she's just kind of standing there and he looks very like calm and everything. And then of course it's the reveal that it's Leah from that episode at the end of last season that I wasn't too crazy about where they just sort of felt like they threw Daryl into a romance that wasn't really earned uh, with just sort of this random lady in the cabin. But we do find out more about her in this episode. She has been part of this group for a while. She was one of the, sort of uh, part of this team that fought in the war. So a little bit more background with her, but it's just interesting because I think the line is something like, oh, I, I always thought he fancied you uh, in reference to dog, but dog right. immediately just goes straight back to Leah. And, you know, even when they're, when they capture Daryl and they're taking him through the camp and everything, he's just following right along with her, you know, like nothing. So uh, it, that's sort of an interesting dynamic there that, that dog, the whole like dog element and the fact that he, he just went right back to Leah and sort of didn't give Daryl any sort of notice, right. even though they were tor <laughs> torturing him and, and doing all this stuff to him. So kind of an interesting thing there. And I'm, I'm interested to see, cause like one of the things Daryl says, he says like, just give me dog and I'll go and I'll never, you'll never see me again. So where they sort of go with dog. Cause like you don't see him at the end of this episode, like with that whole, and that whole bonfire scene that we'll sort of get to, but he is definitely still there. And so it'll be interesting to see like how Daryl sort of gets out of this one with dog <laughs> unscathed. If, if that's a, at all entirely possibility, probably not on the show, but yeah. So kind of that whole relationship there between like Daryl and dog and Leah, you know, it, I don't, I still don't like it from last season. Uh, but it, it, you know, it is what it is. And I think that they expanded upon her character a bit in this episode a little more. So I appreciate that. But what about you, Corey? What do you sort of think of the whole, that whole dynamic between Daryl and Leah and the dog? Yeah. Uh, so the dog, I, I guess, cause I, I'm personally not like a pet person. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm, just kind of playing this in, is what I kind of know from from friends who have pets and like people who have dogs in particular. Like they if dogs go to the person that has raised them. So Leah is the one that like raised dog. She she had him first and probably had him since he was a puppy. So yeah. um, it's only natural for dog to go to her and not stay with Daryl. Sure. Daryl has had him for the, for the last season, two seasons, whenever, whenever dog was first seen on screen. Um, and it's been, been a long time since, since that, uh, I guess in, in walking dead years, it's been, been pretty long since, since he's had dog. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, you recognize the person who's raised you. Uh, you're always going to go back to your mother or your father um because they they've had you since since birth so uh in that sense it, it kind of made sense for for me it made sense to for dog to go to leah uh but daryl still has some type of 
connection there uh obviously just because he's he's been with them he's he's rode with dog or dog has rode with him for this long uh and and he's been feeding dog he's been taking dog on tracking missions and 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 scouting missions and what have you so um but you'd always you always have to go back to the person who has has raised you and the the hand that has has fed you um beforehand so uh, that's kind of my my thought on that. Uh, and as far as like Daryl trying to get out of it, uh, he's he was doing what he initially did in that that previous episode with with him and Leah at the end of last season, saying like, "Hey, I'm I'm just by myself. Um, I uh, I'm just I'm out here." Uh, I'm by myself trying to do my own thing, trying to survive on my own and not really with a group. Um, and kind of later we kind of see him change that, um, and, and conform cause he, he needed to get out that, that yeah. prison cell, um, some way or another. Uh, and basically we see him get initiated <laughs> into this yeah. group, uh, unwillingly, um, really, uh, to, to just to to get out and kind of be on Leah's side, and we kind of see that uh, the 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 dynamic between Leah and Pope, uh, which we'll probably get to, uh, is yeah, more we'll like talk a, about him in a minute. Yeah, yeah, like a a, a father daughter type mm-hmm. of relationship, and um, there's a lot of still. Uh, I'll probably bring this up here in a minute too. A lot of uh, religious um, undertones, scenery, yeah, yeah undertones ta- and things like that. Yeah, throughout our, our reviews here, we've talked about those yeah, religious, uh, so school, yeah. So it's it's uh it's kind of all coming together. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of see that all coming together a little bit uh, for this season and what kind of the theme of the season might be. So yeah, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Uh, I think there's a trust thing. That's been going on between Leah and Daryl. Um, you know, that there's definitely like he he's lying to her and he basically says, like, I wouldn't lie to you, but then he yeah. just straight up lies to her or you know, manipulates sort of what's actually going on to try to get out of this situation. So that's kind of interesting. One sort of nitpick criticism that I do have is I don't I still don't really see much chemistry between uh Norman Reedus and Lynn Collins, which is the actress that plays uh, Leah, uh, no disrespect to the, the actress, which is is actually gonna you know for for Schmodown competitors, it's a tough one because you got uh, Lynn Collins and you got Lily Collins, and the, it's it's kind of could be easy to confuse the two because it's a very similar sounding name, and Lily Collins' father is Phil Collins, the drummer you know from Genesis, but uh, Lynn Collins, her father is also named Phil Collins. But it's not that Phil Collins, so Jeez. it could get very confusing. <laughs> um, but her performance so far, just in the couple episodes that we've seen her, you know, I haven't—I gotta say—I haven't been too impressed. Uh, you know, again, no, no disrespect to the actress. So, you know, I'm sure she's a super nice person in real life and everything. But the the acting, I, I, I feel like is a little wooden. And again, I don't really feel that much of the chemistry between her and Daryl, which I think is really necessary for for this kind of story. So. That's just sort of my take on it, but uh, you know, mo- moving on here and, and talking about Pope, which is the big villain that we, they sort of introduce here, uh, somebody that I definitely want to talk about 
I'm sure we'll bring up throughout these reviews. But, you know, so this guy seemingly was the sort of the leader of this mercenary group. And, and as the years have gone on, he's seemingly gotten more and more religious and has this sort of philosophy and this idea that they're the chosen ones, right? That they've walked through fire and that God tests everyone in this sort of post-apocalyptic world with fire. And that's sort of the, the big test is like Leah vouching for, for Daryl. And then there's sort of this thing about these two guys, what couple of their guys came back and one of them died and the, the other guy's carrying the other guy on his back for miles to bring him back to the, the sort of camp. But we don't really know what happened actually went down between those two, you know? And so this, this Pope guy who's very much like, you know, we all are, this is a very unified sort of group. Um, he asserts his dominance certainly as like the leader um, later on in the episode by questioning this guy, like what actually happened. And then we see him push the guy into the, the fire and everything. And, and really like establish himself as a, a pretty nasty dude. Um, and sort of, it, it's a very interesting character for them to be introducing. I think this late into the yeah. series, you know, this final season and where they go with him. I, you know, it's, it almost feels like breaking bad to me. I would compare it kind of the, like to that a little where you had your, your villains throughout the show history and you had Gus Fring, who's this, you know, the ultimate villain. And then once he's out of the picture, it's like, who's, who's next? Who's like the, the villain? And at least in that case, it was like, well, they're establishing Walter White basically as the villain here. But mm -hmm. there was like that other guy that like Jack or whatever his name was, the, the like skinheads that sort of felt like they were villains, but they were just kind of there and they weren't like nearly as intimidating as um, Gus or any of the past villains that we had on the show. But I will say Richie Coster here, the actor that plays Pope, very, very good performance so far. A lot of sort of emotion that he's conveying there is sort of this really fucked up sort of militaristic <laughs> leader, but sort of religious cult sort of guy as well. I just think that Negan's going to could just get, you know, just get right. him. <laughs> You're done. You got nothing on Negan or um, Alpha and sort of where we, I mean, they, they could establish him more down the line, but yeah. Um, the other sort of thing to note, I was watching this sort of the post uh, episode presentation by Angela King. And she was saying that this was like the first time he's really done this, killed a member of his own group in the way that he did by pushing this guy into the fire at the end of the episode. So it sort of was one of those, like, why is, what, what is he doing here? Like, okay, whatever. He's just, but I guess they wanted to show that this is really like big because the way that the rest of the group reacts, like, holy fuck, you know, yeah. that this guy, what he just did. So this is the first time it's almost like, you know, if, if um, Rick, it were to kill somebody else in that group, like back when he was still around, it would be a similar sort of, I think, reaction from people like, whoa, dude, you know? So Corey, what are your sort of thoughts on Pope so far and his character that they've just, I feel like they're just scratching the surface with him, but yeah, got, got a lot. I feel like already, but yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you sort of think about it? This was one of my like criticisms for the episode actually is okay. inter introducing a villain. Like you said, like this late in the game, um, there's only half a season left let's, right. or really what two thirds or a quarter or three quarters of a season that's left right now. Yeah. Um, and doing that and trying to establish a character uh, it kind of fell into, for me, this trope that 
The Walking Dead has had across both of its shows, even Fear the Walking Dead, uh, and just having like the villain, villain of the year, basically. Villain of the season, yeah. 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 So like it's uh it, it kind of fell into those same lines. Like there's there's just one big villain, he right, has a group with him, they cause our protagonist to react in some way, they either take the resources, they start killing everybody or one want something in, in the middle of that. And it's kind of just happening. It seems like it's happening again. Uh, and in this sense. Uh, so I want to see how that kind of plays out and how this group as the Reapers themselves affect what the overall messages and how they're going to wrap wrap this whole thing up this series up basically yeah. um so that's kind of to be told uh here in the future but pope himself uh i was kind of iffy i'm kind of i'm still kind of iffy about him uh as far as like a character and the sense that he is killing his own people uh and trying to assert dominance uh is kind of what that move was uh even though like everybody had already respected him as as their commander or whatever uh and really kind of asserting dominance there and the whole religious angle that he's taken uh and being in a trial by fire and testing Daryl uh, and and coming in and being uh, kind of just the the guy to to fear uh, and the one to listen to uh, and Daryl's already I I just got like flashbacks to when when Negan took Daryl uh, mm -hmm. and and kept him in in that cell yeah me too uh, I got flashbacks to that because Daryl was like okay Daryl's already been in this situation how. Like, how is this going to be any different from when Negan had him uh, and and whatnot? So uh, it's kind of the uh, a rehash for me uh, in that sense. Um, and kind of just really seeing what the difference is as far as Pope uh, in comparison to Negan or to Alpha or to the governor or whomever you name it. Um, like, what's he going to bring different as a villain uh, in, in this last season as compared to everybody else? So, um, like I said, that's that still um, needs to be seen. Uh, and I know that his story isn't completely told yet, obviously, but uh, that's something that I, I am definitely looking out for. Yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with pretty much all that. I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. But I'm with you that it does sort of feel like that same thing that they did with Daryl in season uh, six or seven, whenever that was, when right. he got taken in by the saviors. So it's like, well, they got it. They probably should do something a little different in that dynamic. And uh, we'll sort of have to see where it goes. But, you know, we did get this sort of trial by fire scene here with uh, Leah going in and, and uh, in, in that little cabin kind of thing that they had that sort of box car and uh you know to set the whole place on fire basically and the the test that's like the big test for daryl is sort of induction into this 
group is can you get can you who do you save first do you save yourself or do you save your companion and how do you make it out and they do eventually make it out and he does throw leah out first so they kind of they're like all right we're right about him you know he's he's one of us now so uh, Daryl has officially been inducted into the Reapers, and it'll be very interesting. I think my biggest curiosity here is whether or not the Reapers are going to cross paths with the Commonwealth, or if they're going to keep those storylines separate from each other. Yeah. Very, very sort of interesting. I feel like the way that this season is going, that all paths lead to the Commonwealth, as we've sort of talked about on this show before, and that everything is going to sort of culminate and clash in that particular setting. So very interested to see where, what happens there. Uh, looks like we're going to be getting more with the Commonwealth on the next episode. So I'm really excited to watch that, especially uh, the, you know, the characters that I, I felt have been my favorites so far this season. And that's uh, Mercer and princess mm-hmm. and uh, shout out to uh, Paolo Lazaro. I hope I didn't butcher that name, but she, uh, she gave us a shout out on Twitter. So that was pretty cool. Uh, super interactive yeah. with the fans and everything over there. So make sure to, to go and check that out. Um, but any final thoughts on, on this episode, Corey, or did we, I think we pretty much covered it all. You know, it was, yeah. it, there was nothing with any of the other groups. It was just Daryl and, and his sort of the uh, expansion of the story of the Reapers and the introduction of Pope is sort of what we got here. So um, it wasn't like a, as we said, it wasn't a crazy episode but it definitely established things some things i feel like yeah for sure i i do want to say like i i do like the uh the 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 cabin burning scene yeah Uh, i did think that was really well done too yeah yeah that was that was beautifully shot and and done and uh you got the sense that hey like how are they going to get out of this um and really got a sense of who the reapers were uh as far as like the the lesser known reapers um not the pope um and how they interact with each other how they um treat each other how they treat leah uh as the only female in that group uh and they kind of tested her and daryl because they they figure out hey they these two have a past let's see how they uh they they interact how they go with each other um what are they going to do in this situation is can we trust daryl can we can we still trust leah in that point as well uh so that was all a a big test uh for the two of them just to try to get out uh and they they do it well and they they survive uh and that's kind of just the 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 induction of daryl and the the introduction of daryl to pope uh, and in the way that Pope will see Daryl uh, going forward, so I did. I did like that whole sequence uh, of events uh, for this episode. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was really well done. Uh, just the, the cinematography and the the sort of the way that this uh, season has been shot and put together so far, I really, really liked uh, the beautiful imagery and and just really, really gr- great job done by the production team. Yeah as always. Um, and one quick final thought I did have about this episode uh, and sort of where we left off in last episode is where is Father Gabriel and how would he potentially fit into this group? Because, you know, he's, he's a That's religious a good point guy. Too. Yeah. And at the end of the last episode, we saw him 
sort of give up God, if you would. He said, God is not here right now. And he just killed that guy who was a member of, of this group. So be very, very interesting to see where they go with Father Gabriel. And I'm very, very interested in it because I, I, I'm i not sure. Like may, we sort of speculated last week, maybe he shows up and finds uh, Alden or maybe he somehow ends up in their camp and, and they try to indoctrinate him too. Man, that would be <laughs> quite the clash of, I think, different philosophies there. So um, good stuff so far. Again, probably not my favorite episode this season, but you know, it, I, it was decent enough as sort of an establishing episode. And I'm really looking forward to getting back to the Commonwealth next episode. But as always, I'm uh, here with Corey Cameron. And uh, we will be, as we announced on our show this past week, uh, we will be having Marisol McKee on Any Given Shmode coming up this Sunday. So this coming Sunday, the 19th, we'll have her on to sort of talk about her title match and Deception being in the, the tournament and everything. So make sure to check that out, twitch.tv slash LGR Network. And catch us on our Any Given Schmo Day show every week at 5.30 Eastern over there. And uh, you can, as always, catch us here on the Let's Get Ready Network YouTube page, Talking the Walking Dead. We're going to be doing a, a, one of these episodes for every episode that we get all the way until probably this time next year when the show does actually come to an end. So, Corey, why don't you let the people know where they can find you and what else you got going on? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Corey Cameron Visuals on Instagram, Corey Cameron Viz on Twitter, uh, and Stereo.com slash Corey Cameron, where Dagan and I do Any Given Schmo Day each Sunday uh, at 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central. Uh, we also uh, stream on Twitch at the same time uh, for the show. So if you are a Schmodown fan or want to learn about the Schmodown, uh, you can catch us over there uh, as well as uh, this network here on all the other uh, Let's Get Ready uh, show Sorry. networks. So it's all good. Uh, so, yeah, that's, in the COVID areas. <laughs> so that's that's where you can find me. Uh, Dagan, where can they find you? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Dagan SB. That's D-A-G-A-N-S-B. Uh, my followers numbers is inching slowly upwards. So I appreciate <laughs> a follow over there. Uh, me and Justin Hamilton have also been doing some wrestling talk shows. And so that's been a lot of fun. We've been doing post AEW dynamite episodes. So we'll be talking about the Newark, New Jersey episode coming up here in a couple days uh, on that's also on Twitch. And then my show that just kicked off this past Saturday, the drop kicks, very, very fun conversation that I had with soda over from the of the North. So make sure to go check that out as well. Um, that'll also be up on this YouTube channel uh, to be viewed via replay. So uh, good stuff there. And uh, if you want to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash LGR network, scrolling here on the bottom of the screen, we've been having some uh, some pretty intense debates about pro wrestling over there. So if you're a fan of pro wrestling <laughs> or if you're a fan of any of the other stuff that we have on this channel, movies, TV, Schmodown, Make sure to join our Patreon and you'll get access to the Discord and you can go in there and, and chat with us sort of in person about all that good stuff. So uh, thanks again to Corey Cameron and we will be back next week with another one of these episodes following The Walking Dead. Cheers, everybody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing today? I got dog. No, I don't. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs>